We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sal Capaccio, he's a Bill sideline reporter, host of the Extra Point Show, 10 a.m. to noon on WGR 550 in Buffalo. And he joins us now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Sal, welcome to the show, bud. Hi, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing well, man. What's it like to talk about a team in the playoffs? It's been a while for us. <laughs> well, it was a long time for us. Let's remember that, right? I mean, uh, professionally, I've been covering the Bills. I grew up here. I followed them through the Super Bowl years as a kid. But, you know, I've been covering them uh, professionally now for about a decade, sideline reporter since 2014. So, um, you know, there was a good four or five years where I didn't experience it. And now, obviously, it's a much different world. You go into the season with a lot of expectations. It's very cool to be in this spot. But I also know what it's like to be in the other spot. And you're just always looking towards next year and hope. I mean, we're thinking always every year by Thanksgiving who the next quarterback is or next defensive lineman to come out of the draft that we can try and get us over the hump, right? I understand that. So how are the Bills um, handling this week? Obviously, you know, it was great to... to to get back on track after you know Demar's uh, tragic injury, um, they come back against the Patriots, of course, get that win, and now you're going up against the Dolphins team with a backup quarterback. How do they stay focused? Yeah, you know, I think it goes back to their leadership and Sean McDermott. To be honest with you guys, Sean McDermott from the day that he got here is the the word is consistency. I guess you know he's just been the most consistent person you can imagine. And Eric Wood, who you guys know, he he does our color analyst on our right. radio broadcast. He's always said not only Sean the most consistent coach he's ever brought, been around. He might be the most consistent human being he's ever been around. He just has the same routine, the same messaging every day. This team never gets too high, never gets too low. I remember back in 2017, they break the 17 year playoff drought, and people asked me, well, how are they going to handle this now? It's a new position. I said, yeah, but the, you know, this team is always the same, and, and they did. They kind of approached it. They weren't talented enough to really advance that year, but then you get a couple years later, and you have Josh Allen, and now you're in this spot. It's really the same messaging. You can go back to 2017, 2019, those playoff teams. It's always been the same. So now you go through all these scenarios. They're, they're equipped to handle it. They're equipped to handle it because this is just the way they operate every single day with the same mindset when they go to work, and, and it's really kind of really born out of not only McDermott, but Brandon Bean as well, and the culture that they've created. Sal, is this the Bills' year? Boy, I hope so. I mean, if not this year, I don't know when. I mean, obviously, without having Von Miller, that's a really big blow. That was the piece. That was the guy that they signed to get them over the hump. If you look back and think about what happened in Kansas City with 13 seconds left last year, you know, there's a lot you could say about it, but I think the Bills feel if they had Von Miller, they're not even in that position, that maybe he makes a play late in the game that they don't even have to get in that position. Maybe he does make a play with 13 seconds left in two plays, but I still believe this is the best roster in football. They lost three games by a total of eight points and, you know, it took the Minnesota Vikings some fluke plays to beat them. Um, you know, you can go back and look at every single game. The bills just were the better team pretty much every single time they stepped on the field. And guys, that's with a, at times a bit of a depleted roster, especially in the secondary without Tredavious white for most of the year. I, I, I do think this can be the bills year. Obviously, Facing Cincinnati, it's going to be very tough if they get them in the second round. We don't know. Obviously, Baltimore has something to say about that. And then the Chiefs. I mean, that's been the nemesis. That's been the kryptonite. Let's remember, though, the Bills did beat them two out of three years so far now down in Kansas City and had the lead with 13 seconds left. 
in that game last year. So we know the Bills can do that. It's just going to be a tough task to do it. Are they going to have both Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer for this game? No, Micah Hyde is not going to play in this game. He is, you know, he had that injury week two against Tennessee, a neck injury, had to have neck surgery. And pretty much everyone said, this guy is going to be out until next year. And there was the hashtag 23 and 23. And to be honest with you, even Micah said, guys, that when that hashtag was out, when they said it, they were thinking next season, right, September. Mm -hmm. But he he started feeling better, and he talked with his doctors, and he said, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to work my tail off to be back. So here's what happened. They put him on the practice field. They've activated the 21-day window, and he can come back. But Sean McDermott said today, not only is he not playing this week, but if they advance, he still won't play next week, which is interesting. If he is going to play, it's going to be as early. The earliest would be the AFC Championship game. Jordan Poyer, though, he's been banged up. He's been fighting through injuries, and um, he's been on the field. He's been terrific this year. He still leads the team in interceptions despite missing a lot of games, and um, he's going to be out there, and he has been for a while. Sal, uh, if it, it, it seems as if both the Bills and Bengals have a bit of a bye this week, uh, playing the the Ravens and in the Dolphins, how how does Buffalo feel about going up against the Bengals potentially in round two? It's a tough task. I mean, you go back to that Monday night game, and we all know what happened and why the game was was halted. But you know, they played what eleven minutes into that contest, and the Ra- the um, sorry, the Bengals. They, they, were, um, they were taking it to the Bills a little bit on those first two drives. And that's happened to the Bills, though. The Bills are great at in-game adjustments. They a lot of times give up drives and scores early on in the game, and then they kind of shut teams down pretty much most of the rest of the way. But this is a different animal, right? I mean, the Bengals with Joe Burrow and all of those weapons. I think the, the reason that Bills fans would feel a little bit better is, you know, you early on in that game they did lose Taron Johnson. You'd hope that he would be healthy. That was a, a big loss on the first drive of the game. And then, obviously, what happened with DeMar. Um, if they do have to play the Bengals, if, we'd love to have Micah Hyde, but probably not going to happen like Sean McDermott said. I think Bills fans feel, hey, you get them here, though. You get them in Buffalo. You know, that might be a different story than playing them in Cincinnati. But I'm going to tell you right now, that's a tough contest. I, I think more than anything, it would be, hey, can Josh Allen and the offense just outscore that team because they're going to give up points. As good as the Bills' defense is, you know that the Bengals are going to score some points. Sal, I'm curious your thoughts on the, the neutral site game if – the Chiefs and Bills advance to the AFC Championship game. You think this is fair for both teams? You know, Dustin, I I don't think there's any fair solution here. I don't think there's any real right way to do it. I understand why Bills fans are upset about it. I understand why Bengals fans, especially, are upset. I think if anybody has the biggest gripe, it might be Bengals fans. To be honest with you, I mean, they were leading the Bills in that first quarter. If they'd beaten the Bills, they could have possibly had the number one seed, but they would have been the number two seed. Instead, they get the three, and then they had that coin flip thing that didn't materialize. So, you know, that was something I think they had a, a legitimate beef with. I, I can't really fault the NFL for trying to do it as best they can, and I really don't know what the perfect solution would have been. So I'll say it this way. I think that the Bills having to play this week kind of really stinks when they work their whole year to have the number one seed and the buy and to, to get that, that reward. But not having to go to Arrowhead is, I think, a good compromise for a team that said, we did nothing wrong here after even beating them at their place to say we want it on our terms and our place once we get to January. Sal, looking to the DeMar Hamlin situation, uh, the wording of the Buffalo Hospital that kind of released him um, from their care was interesting because if I remember correctly, I'm going to paraphrase the hell out of this so you can clear it up if if I'm wrong, was that they – they release him back into you know the Bills' arms, kind of. Did, is is Demar going to try and play again? And if so, do we know when that might try to happen? I think that's 
really too far out to say, guys, to be honest with you. I wouldn't want to speculate. Obviously, I'm not a medical professional. I will tell you that all these guys, you know it. I mean, Dustin, you played, right? I mean, you know that this is people's livelihood. This is what they care about, mm-hmm. what they work their whole lives for. And if you could be on the field in any capacity, you're going to do it. And if people tell you that you know, you can do it and in a safe manner, that it's not going to be, you know, if he, if he was told, hey, you know, you have no more risk going forward, this was a freak play, then I wouldn't be surprised if we see him sometime. I don't know what the immediate future holds. We know he's on injured reserve. We know we're not expecting him to be out there at any time this year, even including up and through the Super Bowl if the Bills were to make it there. Um, I just think it's amazing news that he's home. It's amazing news that his road to recovery looks as great as it has been so far. And I don't know the plan for this weekend. People have asked me, like, is he going to be at the stadium? Are they going to show him on the video board? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills did something like that, considering all the great news we've received and how he's been communicating, and he'd be able to kind of fire everybody up with that, with some sort of message. But even then, I don't know what that status would be. As far as his football playing career, I wouldn't put it past Amar Hamlin. I wouldn't put it past, you know, anybody working on the medical side to kind of get together and say, look, you know, from here on out, maybe that can happen, but that's pretty far down the road, I think. After the first year of Josh Allen, did any Buffalo fan, including yourself, think he'd be this good? This good? No. Um, I think, though, to be honest with you, you go back to 2018, Josh showed a lot of these kinds of signs that he could figure it out and have these special plays. I think, you know, you go back to that first part of his rookie year, it's just they were really managing him. That was Brian Dable's first year as offensive coordinator. They were really managing Josh as best they could to kind of do whatever they do, harness him in and kind of have him go through all those things that young quarterbacks go through and reading defenses and not making mistakes. He got hurt that year, but the game he got hurt in was in Houston. And in that game, he made a couple plays and you're like, okay, this is kind of coming together. Then he got hurt. And he actually said that was the game where things really started to slow down for him. You know, he gets back later that year, has a couple nice wild plays, goes into the next year. And early on in the season, he made some really critical mistakes. And that's when he said, Brian Dable got on him, and basically Josh said there was a New England game in there where he said, I, I learned in that game like what I can and can't do. And really from that point on, it was like maybe third game of his second season. And then he's, he kind of took off after that. I would say no. No one thought that that could be the case. But I think we all saw that he had special ability in him. It really was about cleaning up a lot of the things that we would call, you know, the, the, what, what was Kyle Brandt calls sugar rush Josh or sugar high Josh. Right? A lot of, hey, I'm going to do whatever I can. And that turns into a disaster play. Every once in a while, you'll still get that because he's so competitive. But it's so few and far between. And honestly, the, the ratio of plays that are special and incredible for the Bills and on the positive side are probably four to five to one now with those. Sal, great stuff, man. Really do appreciate your time. And again, enjoy enjoy just covering the playoffs. Uh, hopefully one day we get a little Browns-Bills playoff action and uh, we can we can see these two Rust Belt teams and fan bases go uh, bat to bat. Enjoy, buddy. Listen, let me tell you something. First of all, I'll say the league is better when that happens. I think we'd all probably agree with that, right, with these two fan bases. Up until last year's game against Kansas City with 13 seconds left, unfortunately a Bills loss, the greatest game, football game I ever went to in my life was Bills-Browns 89 playoffs, uh, Kosar against Kelly, and of course the Bills lost that one, Ronnie Harmon dropping the end zone, Clay Matthews, I mean, it was sensational. It was at the old Cleveland Stadium. I was a teenager in high school, got yelled at by a bunch of Browns fans. That's okay. Whatever. I get it. You know, but it was amazing, and I can't wait if we could ever get back to that again because it is awesome when these two fan bases and cities are good like that. Sal, great stuff, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Be good. Thanks, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.